Hello and welcome to Look What You Made Me Read, the podcast all about books and making your best friend read the books that you want to read uh, with you. As always, is me, Kat, one of your hosts, and the other one, Val. <laughs> that was deep. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> Val. Val. <laughs> Um, we are now officially in November, as of you listening, not as of us recording, <laughs> so it's a little confusing because I'm still spooky, vibes going I know, on. it's not even Halloween yet. Yeah, no, Halloween hasn't even happened yet, but we're in November. We've forgotten all about horror books. It's over. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> um, which I think is a little funny because, like, we... Like, I read our first horror book in, like, September before I was feeling the spooky vibes. Now it's, like, full-blown spooky and we go into historical fiction. Yeah, the spookiest of the genres. Well, actually, I feel like my pick wasn't too bad. Like, it almost... Yeah. Spoilers, it had witches, so... Yeah, exactly. So... It was a witchy historical fiction, which I think was a great transition book, so... yeah. As you guys heard, we are now in Historical Fiction Month, and the first book is Wayward by Amelia Hart, picked by yours truly, which we will be talking about in a little bit. But first things first, I have to get this out of the way. It's um, (laughs) important. I need to make a retraction. A retraction? Yes, I made an error in our Uh last podcast. When I said that David Dobrik is um, narrating Frankenstein. That is correct. I did not make an error there. However, I then (laughs) said I needed to clarify who David Dobrik is for our listeners, aka my mom. And turns out my mom already knew who David Dobrik is. I did not have to explain. Uh... I'm sorry, guys, to let you guys believe that my mom didn't know who he is. She did know. (laughs) She knew he sucked. (laughs) So it's all good. I'm so sorry, mom, that I didn't believe that you would know this YouTuber. I forget sometimes because she does watch Drew Gooden and Dane Gonzalez on YouTube. So she is up to date on these things. Yeah, she's um, up to date on current affairs. So we should remember that. (laughs) And And I used to tell her so much of the tea when Frenemies was happening, like I was keeping her up to date on that fun drama. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that. That's it. I just needed you guys to now uh, clarify that. Um, well, thank you for that. Um, and You're speaking welcome. of one-off things that have nothing to do with anything else that we're talking about today, I have one thing. <laughs> That I saw on TikTok and I wanted to clarify it with you um, because I was very confused. And it was um, an American versus a Canadian version of a specific childhood song. Um, Ooh. And that is, they they call it like the head and shoulders song. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, so funny. I kind of had a dream about that song, but continue. Did you really? I'll explain (laughs) it. I'll explain it. It's so funny. (laughs) Okay, um, can you please sing your rendition of that song for okay, me? Okay, <laughs> let me try to remember. Uh, <laughs> head and shoulder, knees and toes, knees and toes. Yeah, that's knees so toes, crazy. Head and shoulders, <laughs> knees and toes. What? <laughs> what am I doing wrong? What am I doing different? It's crazy. So I would say, like, the. It seems like Canada's the only place that does it differently because <gasps> you're, so you're doing it to. You're doing it to a tune that we sing is London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. Oh, yeah, true. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so we go, 
Head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees and toes. Head, no. shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. And like the the TikTok was about how like American, like it was like an American, or sorry, a Canadian filming it with Americans, and she was just like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" <laughs> and I was like, "No, that's right. What are you doing?" <laughs> oh my god, that's so weird that for once American and and Britain are agreeing. Right? I know. I was shook. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh my god, we're so special here in Canada. (laughs) Yeah, like, what are you doing up there? I don't know. Very weird. (laughs) That's really funny. Um, Yeah. I I also felt, like, so put upon just now. Like, I felt like I had had the pressure of representing all of Canada just now. (laughs) You did. You did. And I was like, what if I've had it wrong my entire life and I'm about to embarrass myself on our No, I think it's all of you. (laughs) Yeah. Our global (laughs) podcast. I just, like, immediately had the thought of, like, what if I've just invented that this is how I sing it and no one else in Canada does and I'm just crazy or something. That would be hilarious. uh, Yeah. Uh, Which, actually, funnily enough, when I mentioned that I sort of had a dream, it was, like, it's not so much a dream as this weird, like, subconscious thing that was popping in my head while I was, like, half asleep. Okay. Um, And it transitions into our discussion of Taylor Swift 1989, Taylor's version of Very Well. (laughs) Because there's a lyric, I believe, in Is It Over Now, where she says... Like something about rumors about her hips and thighs, and I kept in my head kept going hips and thighs, hips and thighs, head and shoulders, <laughs> hips and thighs. <laughs> like what? I was, I was half asleep in the middle of night, and that would just pop into my head and repeat over and over again for whatever reason. I don't know why. That is so. That's really weird. Funny. That you would bring that up. Yeah, very strange. It's so strange. <laughs> We're like weirdly connected, I guess. I think so. <laughs> Love that for us. <clears throat> but speaking of, uh, great happy segue. 1989 Taylor's version released weekend. Finally. Mm-hmm. So exciting. We've now, we've now, she's now re-released over half her albums. There's um, only two left. Only two left. As I saw someone post, she, she all she has left is to reclaim her name and her reputation. How, what, how Ugh. beautiful. Ugh. <laughs> also, everyone thinks she's going to just do it at the same time and it's going to be this year. Have you seen this? See, I mean, okay, listen, people talk a lot about a lot of things when it comes to Taylor. <laughs> there was a lot of people saying that there was going to be a double 1989 yes. album thing. And I saw this as well. And uh, that doesn't seem to be happening. So I don't think that's happening. <laughs> I I take the theories with giant grain of salt because I'm pretty uh-huh. sure half the time these theories come out of freaking nowhere. And some of the like, ev- like quote unquote evidence they show is like so fun. Like it's so reaching. Oh, it's like amazing. It's reaching very hard. Like <laughs> it's yeah. And, like, half of it they don't have precedent for. Like, they're like, Taylor yeah. likes to leave Easter eggs. But I'm like, but not like that. <laughs> it's never yeah. been like that. <laughs> yeah, um, I love it. Yeah, It exactly. is unhinged. It's truly unhinged. It's really funny. But, um, 
No, I would rather they do it separately. I feel like they both deserve their own moment. Especially, I feel like Dave deserves its own moment. I agree. You know, it's it's always, like, obviously it's my, no offense to debut, but it's my least favorite album. But, and I think that's the case for a lot of Swifties. And I think it deserves its own kind of little moment to give country tailor its dues, you know? Yeah. And and honestly, I am very excited for it just because it's going to be the one that's going to sound the most different, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm very excited to hear it, to to see what happens. I'm curious what what our also going to be the vault songs because there's so many um demos and like um like b-sides of the debut out uh, era already out there like there's a shit ton out there so i'm yeah. curious like if it's going to be songs that we've all already heard before or it's going to be completely new songs that haven't been heard before you know yeah so. yeah yeah i also think like the like if you just drop them both like now ish or like before the end of the year then that's like that's it (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) i do i am very excited for them but also like Mm -hmm. i i don't want it to just be over like spread out a little bit longer yeah (laughs) exactly i mean i feel like because she's going to be continuing the eras tour for all of next Mm -hmm. year like she's going up until November of next year. So yeah. she's not going to be putting out a new album, I assume, next year. Yeah. Uh, like Taylor Swift 11, uh, because she's still going to be going on the Eras tour. It would make sense to stagger reputation and debut yeah. in 2024. Like do one in the first half of the year and do another one in the second half. Yeah. And give us time to like appreciate the ones that you've already exactly because like yeah because like give 1989 it's time first of all exactly exactly and and i think it'd be rude to reputation and debut to just throw them out at the same time yeah and um yeah and because like that's how she's done it so far like she did uh fearless and red in 2021 and then 2022 was all for midnights and then 2023 we've got speak now and 1989 so it would make sense that yeah. she would do 2024 reputation um and debut which i hope is what she does because i don't want to wait like i don't want a full year with no re-releases like we had in 2023 well exactly I get it. it was midnight yeah. moment but still i yeah. was i was waiting you know <laughs> i was waiting <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> that being said um, 1989 <laughs> Taylor's version. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, 1989 is just such an iconic album. It's, it's so, so iconic. iconic. Um, and the fact that it's like it's the the one who's done the most well on Spotify out of her re-releases, very mm-hmm. impressive. Like considering yeah. how well like Red had done, like it crazy numbers but 1999 like blew it out of the waters yeah amazing crazy yeah um first things first before we go into detail (laughs) what we like what we don't like me and val we got we gotta guess each other's favorite vault tracks because and we have to do it without talking about it because we have to see if our mind meld is working properly Okay. Wait, so I can't even justify my answer. Oh, you can, but we have to... Okay. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. like, you're gonna be like, 
I think yours is blah 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 for this reason. Oh, but then you can't be like, uh, blah blah blah. Right? <laughs> well, okay, you, okay, you put in your guess, then I'll put in my guess, and fine. then you confirm if I'm correct, and then I'll confirm if you're correct. Okay, fine. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Uh, wait, so am I guessing first? Is that what I <laughs> Okay, okay. Okay, I'm gonna okay, say... Okay, you go first. Okay, I'm gonna say that your favorite is Say Don't Go. And okay. my main reason is, to me, that's the vault track that sounds the most 1989-ish. Ooh. So that's my okay. reason. Love what's, that. What's your guess? My guess for you is Suburban Legends, and my reasoning is because you usually like the one... Like, well... <laughs> I can't get my justification without. I did, but I can't because I've just realised it's kind of going to give away more of my thoughts if I say it. Um, Maybe you can guess from that what I. Okay, (laughs) I can't. But uh, am I correct? Am I correct? No. Damn, you're not correct. Am I? (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay. What's your favourite then? Is it over now? Is my favorite. Me too. <laughs> Yay! Oh my god! We, we should have just the guessed same. we had the same, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yay. And I actually heard that, like, Taylor had was debating between Is It Over Now and Out of the Woods. Like, they were kind of sister songs. Wow. In a way. And I was like, of course it's my favorite. And then I'm like, Val's favorite is also Out of the Woods. Yeah. So of course our favorite is <laughs> yeah. isn't over yet. Now. To be fair, I should have thought of that as well because that makes total sense. Uh, it makes total sense. We're dumbasses. Yeah. We overthought it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think we did. Oh, that's so funny. Fab song. Like, Amazing. I've been having it on repeat, honestly. Literally, like, I already know so most good. of the words. It's so good. Yeah. And it's also the song that has the hips and thighs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And no, because no that's like my favorite. So the bridge in particular is my yeah. absolute favorite part of that oh, song. Okay. And now I feel like it's ruined by. I feel like I'm gonna go into a different tune when I try and sing it. Are you gonna have it in the tune of London Bridge or? Uh huh. So. Okay, good. No, it's definitely gonna be you right singing. Head <laughs> and shoulders and I mean, it works. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's your, your top five for the vaults? Okay. So can I preface this by saying, genuinely, I think this is the best group of vault songs. Interesting. Um, okay. And I know I said that about Speak Now. I spoke of those very highly. But this one, like, I genuinely had, like, a difficult time ranking them. Um, I think they're all f- pretty freaking good. But I have Is It Over Now top number one now that we don't talk is number two say don't go is number three slut is number four and suburban legends is number five uh we are so close in our ranking really mine is uh is it over now say don't go now that we don't talk slut and suburban legend last (laughs) okay so my two choices for your favorite was Say Don't Go and Suburban Legends. Suburban Legends, I was going to say, because usually, like, the one I like the least, you like the best. Or at least that's what happened right. to Speak Now. 
And <laughs> it happened with that one album, therefore... I mean, yeah, therefore it's <laughs> it's canon. I mean, it's interesting because, like, we do... I feel like there's certain albums where you have drastically different tastes, but, yeah. like we've just mentioned, in 1989, we have the yeah. exact same... A uh, favorite song and True. probably our least favorite are close. Like I know yours. Well, anyway, it was yeah. a few months ago. <laughs> Shake it off, yeah. which I'd say is probably at the bo- near the bottom for me as well. Yeah. So, so I don't. I feel like our our nineteen eighty nine taste potentially could be a lot closer than some other albums. Yeah, no, you're probably right. And I was gonna say, say don't go because it was like the slow, the slow one, and you like the slow ones. So that's don't go is not that slow. But it's like, like a bit sad. It's a bit like yeah. it's like one but of I the feel more like they're all a sadder bit ones. Sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I say like slut is the least uh, sad. It's kind of a the most romantic of the yeah songs. yeah. I'd say, I feel like Say Don't Go is potentially one of the more upbeat songs of the vault tracks in terms of the actual song, like, like, the I don't know, because it's like, fair upbeat. enough, like, the chorus goes a bit boppy, but I think the rest of it is, like, it starts off quite slow, and they also, like, the, slow, I feel, except maybe, uh, now we don't talk, but all the other ones start off pretty slow as well. I guess. I don't know, that was just my justification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know me, I just like to argue. <laughs> yeah. You do love to get defensive. <laughs> it's not even defensive, it's more like, um, you're wrong about that. <laughs> Com- confrontational. <laughs> yeah, I'm just confrontational. <laughs> um, I think I only guessed uh, Say Don't Go. Well, Say Don't Go for you, because, like my reasoning that I felt like was the most 1989 sounding song to me. Mm-hmm. Um. But also because it was my second favorite. So I was like, yeah, I'll give that to Val. And I think the only reason I didn't guess is over now um, is because I felt like it was giving away that it's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's even silly. Yeah, I mean, I was having a bit of trouble in between those top three, actually. But then I just, yeah, the bridge of is over now just took me over. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. Because I think my first listens, I I almost think I thought now that we don't talk was my favorite. And same, then, same. Yeah, I think that one initially, like the first listen, I was really good. Uh, yeah. And, and is it over now? And say don't go. It got better as I listened to it a few more times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know where the rest of my thought was gonna go, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, slut. Though I really like uh, my initial thought, I wasn't too sure about it, especially because to me, especially being the first fall track, I was like, this doesn't sound like 1989 to me. It sounds like mm-hmm. it would be a midnight song, which yeah. isn't necessarily criticism on the song as much as I just, it just felt out of place when I first heard it. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> this is a, a criticism, but I'm over it. But it my first listen... I'll be completely honest, I don't like one of the first lines is clink clink, being this young is art, something like that, and I just think that's 
Not my favorite line of hers. <laughs> um, Is it the clink clink part or? I mean both. Honestly, I really didn't like clink clink, but then to follow it like being this young is art. I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't like the lyric uh, personally, and I think it uh, for the first listen of Slut kind of soured it, just because I was so curious what a song called Slut was gonna be. That, uh-huh. that like, I was like, it was not at all what I was, what I was expecting. But once yeah. I was over that line and I, like, re-listened to it, I really liked the rest of the song. Like, I really yeah. liked the rest of the song. Um, but, yeah. And I think Suburban Legend, I need more time with it, bef- uh, potentially. Because I'm just not connecting much to it. No, I feel like it's not anything that's, like... I feel like all of the other ones are, like something like not shocking but something a bit new and different whereas suburban legends i feel like is you could compare it to like a lot of other songs that she's written before mm-hmm. so it's not really gripping me the same way yeah um yeah mm-hmm. I feel whereas just like i think the- is it over now and now that we don't talk literally like shook me with mm-hmm. <laughs> how good they were yeah i feel like the the the, the other songs kind of evoked a more of an emotional response when I was listening to him, whereas uh-huh. Legends doesn't to me. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's why it ends up being uh, at the bottom, at least for now. Um, I will say... Yeah, it I, could all change. Yeah, exactly. You never know. Uh, but I think I would still put the Speak Now Vault tracks as my potentially favorites. I, they'd say mm-hmm. they're above 1999 for me. That's fair. Yeah. That being said, can we talk about the line and we run from I know places? Because that was amazing. (laughs) Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Damn, girl. That sounded even better than the original. Yeah. Even though, so like, Out of the Woods is my favorite 1989 track, but also I know places was one I was like, it's like my second fave. So it's one I was also very excited about. And oh, yeah, you're giving you're giving yourself away, Val. I'm sorry, wanna, but I I you just might not want to tell me this information. I, might I know you in the future. I know, and you will. <laughs> but I just need to tell you my no, thoughts. I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> Don't you fucking steal it from me. <laughs> maybe I will, maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I also think that this probably so far, I'd say this is the one that sounds the most like its original. And I think that's a compliment, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. 1990 is just so good. And yeah. Taylor's version, like she just nailed it. And yeah, it sounds really good. Yeah, I need a few more, like, re-listens, because I haven't had all the time to do it, but I'm seeing people being, like, some songs, like, particularly style, people are saying is, like, apparently a completely different song to them, and I'm just not hearing, like, the massive differences. I <laughs> it think... A lot of it sounds the same. Personally, <laughs> I think Swifties are just fucking insane, and... Yeah. And they're like the most minute of differences. They're like, this yeah. is a completely different song. I've never heard this song before. Do I even know the <laughs> lyrics? You know? And I'm like, but it's no, like, do they what? understand the point of the re releases? Like, but, also, but I also think they're just wrong. Like, just plain wrong. Yeah, they yeah, 100%. Not that different. Like, no. style does not sound that different. I listened to style the old version and the one the taylor's version one after the other literally could not yeah. that a difference like 
Yeah. Relax. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're just like Charlie Puth who has the perfect pitch or whatever. And just thinks they can hear all the little mighty Such a weird reference. <laughs> oh, it's just like, you know, he he used to like post all the time about a freaking perfect pitch. And like I used oh. to get back in the day on TikTok, used to get so many snitches, snitches, stitches of people <laughs> making fun of Charlie Puth because all he would talk about is his, his perfect pitch. <laughs> I think I missed that. Era I think I, of yeah. <laughs> TikTok. I I'm probably also often on the like making fun of people. Uh, yeah, side of TikTok. no, I love that for you. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good side to be on. It's a lot of fun. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> as you all know, I'm a hater at heart. <laughs> yes, we know and love you for it. Thank you. So I think. Um, I think it's only natural we now go into our 1989 drafting. Y'all. So, we're going to draft all of 1989 pre-Vault Tracks, of course. So, we're going to do the uh, 16 songs from 1989. Um, And uh, so, we're going to be drafting eight songs each. And uh, let's pull up the random number generator to see who goes first. Oh, shit. (laughs) <laughs> and once again Val is super prepared as Val always is guys we know always this. always okay alright generating ooh I got nine <laughs> I got ten fuck, fuck you bitch <laughs> alright maybe I'll just grab I know places just to piss you off <laughs> I know you will <laughs> okay let me Keep track. All right. Number one. What are you picking, Val? I wonder. Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? You know mm. what I'm picking. Mm. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> There's grab, other ones. I'm going to grab plane. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. I was joking. I was not going to pick out a plane. Okay. But yeah, but to spite me, you fucking would. Yeah. Yeah, but then I it, it it would inevitably blow up in my face by you picking like something I really wanted or something. Okay. Um. Well, I'm gonna go. I know places. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because if you didn't pick it second, I would then have to do it. <laughs> um. Second, I feel like it's probably not competition, but just on the off chance it is, and I'm scared it might be, and it's literally like one of my favorites. Uh. Is you are in love. Mm-hmm. I thought you would have that one. It's not I, super high up for me, but it's not. I didn't down. think so, but you know, just I I needed to for peace of mind. <laughs> if I can't have out of the woods, I better goddamn have. It. <laughs> um, wildest dreams, please. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and grab a style. <sighs> of course, you are. Damn straight I am. <laughs> um, so then I will take blank space. Alright, I'm going to again, this potentially could not be a huge competition, but again, I absolutely love this song and it's and that's how it works, that's how you get the girl. Oh. 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 How you get the girl, which I love. I think it's just such pop fun. It's a great song, to be yeah. fair. Thank you. Um, did you grab blank space? Yes, right? I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now I'm going to take 
I wish you would. I wish you would. That's perfect because the next one I wanted was Wonderland. Oh, that's really far down for me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's fine, by the way. How many have we done? Songs one, about two, three, Diana Agron. How could you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're right how could i um, <laughs> um we're on five right so this is my sixth uh this love all right um all you had to do was stay yeah love it Welcome to New York. No, that's the one I want. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna grab Neuromantics. That's my fucking next one, you Damn bitch. Great. That's what you get for taking a Welcome to New York. Okay, but that means that I don't get Shake It Off because I'm going Bad Blood. G- gladly, because I absolutely did not want Bad Blood, and I get Shake It Off. <laughs> I much rather have Shake It Off, so I am. Really? Okay. Yes, by far. <laughs> Fair. Uh, I mean, that wasn't as uh, confrontational as I thought it was going to be. No, I mean, it was really the. It was going to be who gets number one. It was going to be the absolute yeah worst part. And, and I did um, one. Um, what was the one that you t- took that I wanted? Clean style. Clean. Clean was up there. Clean was top eight. To be fair. Top so, yeah. eight. Oh, and style. Yeah, but yeah. I really, well, most, it was out of the woods, really. Uh, I had a few, I, so there was a few songs in my head. I was like, Val's probably going to take them, and I'm okay with it. And it's not that I don't like them, or that I didn't want them. It's just that I just had a feeling that they were slightly higher for you. And that was, uh-huh. well, I knew I know places. To me, it's actually not that high, so I didn't really care <laughs> yeah. that much. But, uh, and I had a feeling about Wildest Dreams for some reason. So I kind of had already, like, made my peace with that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would have liked Blank Space, but I'd rather style over Blank Space. So that's okay. It's that's r- fair. Really, the only one I'm really upset about is Out of the Woods, obviously. But you know, style take... is also higher for me than Blank Space. But yeah, yeah I'll take Clean. It. You are in love and style as my top three. I'll happily take that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good choices. And honestly, it's and all good choices. Part of my goal was just to not be stuck with bad blood, so I'm also okay with that. Fair. That's fair. Okay. I would have preferred Welcome to New York to New Romantics, but that's okay. I was hoping that your least favorite was still Shake It Off because uh, I knew that <laughs> when we f- were talking about 1989, I had put New Romantics as, as my least favorite. So I felt like I yeah. had an advantage there uh, because I feel like I kind of was being a bit mean to New Romantics because it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, uh, well... I, I would really don't want bad blood, so I was like, it, it, I should be okay, even if I'm second place, because hopefully. Yeah, I mean, bad blood is low for me as well. It's it is it's pretty down there. Um, yeah, I mean, same with me for shake it off, but I, yeah. I still find it more fun than bad blood. Yeah, it's fun to like dance to, especially when you're out and yeah. like, 
it was definitely one of the songs that got everyone going in yeah. the Eras Tour film. I actually so. think like in the Eras Tour film, Shake It Off and Bad Blood were two of the biggest like songs. Bad like, Blood that, as that well. People, people love people that. Act, I know people go crazy for those two songs. They go I wild. Like, I was like, all right, that's fine. To be fair, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Alice, correct me if I'm wrong, and it's blank space, but I'm pretty sure it's Bad Blood is Alice's favorite 1989 song. Oh, I think it's blank space. That's what it, I believe is what she had on the show. Okay. So I've just thrown her under the bus for nothing yeah, then. You My did. bad. You, I Sorry, think I love you. I think that's libel. She could sue you. <laughs> she can. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of. You saw yes. 1989? Nope. The Eras Tour <laughs> film? <laughs> I did. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, I loved it. It was like yeah, the best time, so honestly. Okay. It's yeah. super cute. It's super wholesome. Everyone in there is like just vibing, having a good time, living mm-hmm. their best lives. And that's all you want, really. Yeah. Um, And we definitely had a script. Well, to be fair, we went a good long, long time uh, in our screen, um, everyone was being very like just singing and dancing in their seats. Um, some people got up and like went to the sides to dance mm-hmm. at a few songs, but then 1989 started, and this one girl was like, "Come, it's 1989 day, guys!" Because I went on Friday the 27th. She was like, oh, "We okay. have to get up. We have yeah. to do it." <laughs> and then everyone got up. And it was like, "Fair, Fair enough. enough. Yeah, let's do it." Um. But yeah, mostly mostly reserved. Um, so My yeah. question is, did you have to take a bathroom break? Yes, and I okay. How did I had go? a plan, and you know I had a plan because we spoke oh, we know, we about discussed. this. <laughs> I I was <laughs> inside about my plan and what happened to me. <laughs> my plan was to go during twenty two. Yeah, uh, because the first too. few songs on Red that she's doing, as long as I'm back for all too well, it's fine. Yeah. Um. You also know what my bladder is like. Um, and that plan very quickly <laughs> went out the window. Uh, it, I peed did, before I went in. Okay. I didn't last. So I peed before the film <laughs> and about three songs in, I needed to pee again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I had to go during Tolerate It. Wow, no. I know, oh, I know. I was upset. I was really upset. Oh, that's um, terrible. Yeah, that's the worst I know. timing because... And, and like all of the reputation section is so great. Like you don't want to miss any of that. Either. Yeah. Yeah. I know it was sad. Um, but to be fair, like I went just as champagne problems finished. And then when yeah. I got back, Alice was like, they've been doing a lot of like set dressing stuff. And like, uh, they, so you haven't mi- actually missed that much of tolerators. So I was like, okay. Okay. Um, that's good. That's good. Yeah. She was still a, going when I came just, back. That's good. Okay. So you didn't miss the full of it. And you know, you, no, you, no, probably, no. you missed a little bit of that, like, champagne problems standing ovation which is fine you know um oh yeah i would have missed that for sure that's boring who cares about these people clapping i'm not (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) well i'm glad uh did you have to then pee again another time or no i managed to hold it for the rest Um, yeah i started having to pee pretty badly during reputation and then my head after reputation was red so i was like okay i should be good and then it goes into a chant i'm like fuck i can't miss that 
yeah. Did you like get up and have to go back or? No, I was just kind of like, I was holding on to the, to like the armrest, like getting ready to stand up and then it goes yeah. purple. I'm like, Shit, never mind. <laughs> I'm obviously. And I was like, I wonder if she's going to do long live afterwards. Cause it was the LA show where she was performing yeah. long live. So I was like, cause obviously yeah. I'm not missing long live either. Uh, but sadly she did not play long live, which no. speaking of, let's talk about the songs that she cut out. Cause I have beef with Miss Swift. Uh, what was it? Long Live, which was in the credits, Long Live, right? which, and also I did not, I, I wasn't uh, really expecting Long Live to be there just because it wasn't for most of the tour, you know? Yeah. Uh, for a good chunk of the tour, I should say, at least. Um, so I actually wasn't really expecting it to be there, but the biggest crime against humanity, in my opinion, is getting rid of Cardigan. Are you fucking yeah, kidding me? That's my to be favorite fair. folklore song. And yeah, that is one insane. of my favorite of her songs period and yeah. I couldn't believe it I'm like that's the one single from folklore <laughs> and you're not playing it are you shitting me um I was I was you you should have seen me because like once my tears ricochet stops and then it goes into um 1989 uh, like the way we're sat it was my mom and then it was me and then it was my half sister and then Michelle my other sister and <laughs> when that goes into 1989 me and my sister both like like uh look at each other like across from Mariana and my sister <laughs> and are both going what <laughs> <laughs> to each other <laughs> I love it oh, we were outraged uh, that, I mean, it is wild not to not to go with cardigan it is it is a, a bold choice and speaking of wild. Also cutting wildest dreams. I know. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, I know. Like when I was watching Lover and they cut off the archer, I was like, that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not upset about that. But oh man, I can't believe Car- Cardigan was truly heartbreaking. And then when Wildest Dreams wasn't played, I was like disappointed. But at this point, I'm not even surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I think because I had like the spoil, like I spoiled it beforehand just so I can get, like I had a playlist of the songs right. to get into the vibes. And so I was like, I knew what was coming, but I was still like, what the fuck? Like when I was making this playlist, I was like, what? what do you <laughs> why mean? is Cardigan not here? <laughs> why, how is it not here? Like it just, <laughs> so yeah, because I didn't know any spoilers or anything. So at that point, after Wild Streams isn't played, I was like, going through the set list of Midnight's in my head and trying to think like is she gonna cut any of the Midnight song and I was like well she can't cut Lavender Haze because that's the opening of that set she can't cut Antihero obviously the biggest song she can't cut Midnight Rain because of the costume change uh, yeah <laughs> it's like well she's not gonna cut Bejeweled obviously Vigilante shit the iconic chair dance she's not gonna cut that um, obviously she's not gonna cut karma I think the only potential was mastermind but I think because of the like stage staging of that one it was so cool it would be visually very good song to have in the film I didn't think she would cut it either so and I was correct she didn't cut anything from it so yeah but great. like I literally as I was watching it going through every single song I'd be like would she cut this would she cut that would she cut this <laughs> <laughs> see I would have definitely uh uh wait what was i saying <laughs> i literally i had a thought in my head 
and I've completely forgotten it. Um, ah, we would, yeah, sorry, Mastermind. Um, yeah, the stadium's very cool, but I would have taken, would have, could have, should have over Mastermind. Oh, a thousand percent, obviously. Also, I was quite upset. There was no would have, could have, should have. Um, also, so me and my sister, while she was touring, we were very active in keeping track of every single surprise song she sang on the tour. Oh, we were, yes. We, we were putting bets uh, on every single night. We were putting our guesses in. We had a whole system in place. Listen, we were going. We were going at it. Anyway, so I remember that LA night that she recorded for the concert. I remember we were like... Because she played our song, and then you're on your own, kid. And we were like, our song goes against her own rules. Her rules were that she's not repeating unless it's a midnight song or she messed up. And she hadn't messed up when she originally played our song earlier in the tour. And it's not yeah. a midnight song, so it doesn't make any sense why she's replaying it. We were confused by that. And then when it was playing, I was like, oh my god, it makes sense. Obviously, she's going to have to have a debut song in the concert movie she had just has yeah. to like it'd be yeah, crazy to have an Aeros tour without a debut song for the concert movie so i'm like that's why she repeated the song that's true. now it all makes sense yeah our brain can comprehend it and also having <laughs> you're on your own kid is like the perfect song to have for the Aeros tour you know like for the friendship bracelet line obviously it became such a huge thing yeah true. i bet i bet taylor's like i should have put that on the set list considering how crazy people went for the I know (laughs) (laughs) they really like clung on to that one line (laughs) they took that one line and they ran We're gonna need to put some kind of disclaimer that if you don't like Taylor Swift, skip to like forty-five yeah, minutes. Yeah, we're, we're gonna podcast. talk about this book for like ten minutes <laughs> and Taylor for forty. <laughs> so sorry, guys. Well, listen. If they don't like Taylor, they don't like us. Let's be honest. That's so. true. Get out of here. If Get you don't the like heck Taylor out Swift. of here. <laughs> don't come back. No. Anyway, uh, I think that's it for Taylor this uh, yes. week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could go on, but we won't. I'm sure we could. Um, but for now, we will leave it. <laughs> We're going to talk about Wayward by Amelia Hart, our historical fiction book. Um, this is a fun little twist because it's, it's historical fiction, but with some uh, magical realism Ooh. snuck in there as well. All right, let me let me give you guys a quick synopsis. Um, straight from my noggin, not reading off anyone. Oh, okay? <laughs> as always. As, as always. always. All right, so this book is set in three timeline. 2019. Under cover of darkness, Kate flees London for ramshackle wayward cottage, inherited from a great aunt she barely remembers. With, with its tumbling ivy and overgrown garden, the cottage is worlds away from the abusive partner who tormented Kate. But she begins to suspect that her great aunt had a secret, one that lurks in the bones of the cottage, hidden ever since the witch hunts of the 17th century. Next timeline. 1619. <laughs> Alpha? 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 Alpha. Alpha is awaiting trial for the murder of a local farmer who was stampeded to death by his herd. As a girl, Alpha's mother taught their magic a kind not rooted rooted sorry 
I'm kind of not rooted. <laughs> not rooted in spell casting, but in a deep knowledge of the natural world. But unusual women have always been deemed dangerous. And as the evidence for witchcraft is set against Alpha, she knows it will take all of her powers to maintain her freedom. And the last timeline, 1942. As World War II rages, Violet is trapped in her family's grand crumbling estate. Straight-jacketed by societal convention, she longs for the robust education her brother receives and for her mother, long deceased, who was rumored to have gone mad before her death. The only traces Violet has of her are locked or a locket bearing the initial W and the word wayward scratched into the baseboard of her bedroom, weaving together the stories of three extraordinary women across five centuries. Amelia Hart's... Okay, well, now now it's not sounding like it's coming from my head. (laughs) Anyway. Ugh. I feel like my mouth has been going so much. (laughs) Just from, like, all the Taylor talk. (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of annoying that they didn't put those three in chronological order it really is isn't it i was like <laughs> reading it and i was like why have they done that so i was like okay if you're starting with 2019 then you're gonna go 1942 and then 1619 <laughs> but like ideally it should be 1619 1942 and yeah like so strange anywho so anywho like i said three timelines Three women we discover are all dis- descendants from the wayward uh, line of women, witchy women. Um, and so, Val, thoughts on the book? Yeah. Um, I mean, I <laughs> yeah, haven't I read got much. <laughs> yeah, I have a few. <laughs> I have one, maybe two. <laughs> I haven't read much historical fiction. Uh personally i don't think so maybe because like some of them kind of cross genres as well Mm -hmm. um anyway um and i thought um that the beginning was kind of like gripping me in a little bit like i was interested in what was happening and going on did the entire book keep me that way i'm no (laughs) i that would started to get a bit I started to get a little bit bored. Um, I could tell. I could tell just by seeing that you had just finished it on Goodreads today. Yeah. And I had to. I had to audiobook it. Can you believe that? My first audiobook. I mean, I'm proud of you. It's about time that you... uh, Yeah. Because that's what I've been doing with these podcast books for years. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I'm kind of getting hooked in. But also I had it on, like pretty high speed because I was yeah. getting really bored. Yeah, sometimes like, you just need to put it on a high speed to just figure out what yeah. happens so you can actually have a thought about the book and then yeah. move on. I think, and I think it was just like the hot, like like it was very like girl power, which I love, and I love yeah. books that are like that and, and have that mm-hmm. um, kind of theme throughout it, but it like they all went through like such shit things and it's like why does every story that about like that's about that have to be rooted in like women going through such shit things like I feel like it wasn't as empowering as she wanted it to be I think so too I think it was like it was it was like so much misery just to be at the end yeah but you know there's a little bit of hope guys so it's empowering yeah and I don't (laughs) think there was that much at the end it was like okay 
the guy got chased out of the cabin, like her abusive husband. Okay, what comes next though? Like she starts yeah. to have his baby. She starts to go through like all of this. And like, it was the same with all of them. Like Alva was just like, okay, I'm just going to get someone to put his seed in me because yeah, that's okay. what my mum said to do. Uh, and then like, that's it. <laughs> that that specific line, the storyline with Alva. So like her, her whole storyline, how she was like in these witch trials in the 1600s, um, and it kind of happens because her childhood best friend, who now is an adult, she's clearly in love with her. Like, yeah, like it's pretty said pretty obviously. Uh, she's in love yeah. with her. She finds out that <clears throat> her husband is abusive towards her. And uh, so she does end up uh, kind of sort of in a way bewitching the herd of cows to stampede him to death. And <clears throat> anyway... But, like, so for this book to work, for Alva to have uh, future generations that go on to Violet and Kate, she obviously needs to get pregnant, even though she's clearly in love with Grace. Uh, So it's just like, so they just kind of like, oh, so yeah, so I asked this random guy who's always been nice to me, just like, fuck me once, and I'm pregnant. And it was just like, it was literally that. It's so weird. It was just like, out of nowhere. It's like the author was like, shit, I I forgot that she has to get pregnant, or else the line ends here. Um, So I guess, uh, yeah, I guess she's she's just gonna fuck a random dude. And I was just like, okay. That's and then we like never little. hear from it. Like we don't know what happened after that. Yeah, like like okay. no other context. And what happened to that daughter? No it. one knows. <laughs> yeah, he's just like yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, there was a lot of that. Like Vic- I think Victoria, sorry, Violet's um story was probably the most kind of interesting. Uh, but even then, it was just so there was so much of that like. Like, obviously, her story is also incredibly shit. And even then, it doesn't end very hopeful to me either. Like, no. It's because it's also like, I feel like maybe Violet is the one that had the most potential to be yeah. interesting. But I yeah. feel like the issue is her cousin comes to visit and he, and she's like, uh, she has a crush on him. And first of all, the fact that it's a fucking cousin is already gross to me. And, and yeah. I know it's like a more acceptable acceptable then, I guess. Still but it was only like the 1940s. Like, yeah, I, was, feel like... I feel like it's still a little too recent for it to be okay. Like maybe 1840s. But anyway, yeah. I don't know. I'm not an expert or anything. It still felt a bit weird to me. But anyway, she has a crush on her cousin. And, you know, straight up cousin, like. Like first her, cousin like dad's brother's um, son brother's son exactly like full-on cousin not second twice removed whatever <laughs> cousin like full-on cousin um she has a crush on him and he's on leave from the war and uh trigger warning for sexual assault guys mm-hmm. um he sexually assaults her and uh, and it's like f- very graphic it's yeah a lot it's unpleasant it's miserable kind of to read to be honest (laughs) yeah like and the thing with this book as well and i've seen some other complaints online is the lack of trigger warning like 
Yeah. We talked about it for uh, uh, Tell Me I'm Worthless. We talked about how fucking heavy it is and trigger warning or triggers. But there is a massive trigger warning at the beginning of that book for good reason. And this book, I'd argue, has a similar amount of triggering stuff. Yeah. And thing, And also just like the way you guys heard me uh, talk about the book, like the synopsis, and you look at the cover, nothing in there is giving you the vibe <laughs> that is going to have yeah. as much intense like subject matter, like sexual assault, unwanted pregnancies, uh, abortion, miscarriages, a lot of stuff. Yeah. And there's just like, like, thankfully, you and I believe you as well, you and you as well, and me and you as well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thankfully, me and I believe you as well, Val, we're, none of those stuffs are really triggering for us. Like, they're just kind of unpleasant to read, but it doesn't bother us um, on a, like, personal level. Uh, So it's like, it was fine, but it's still, like, it just feels icky to me yeah um and i was even like looking on like reddit because uh i was just like because i was trying to find where the trigger warnings like does if the author had the trigger warnings on her website or something or whatever and i was looking and i found a reddit thread about how it was actually chosen uh like do you know the book of the month company it's a pretty it's pretty popular yes yeah yeah i think so it's pretty popular in the U.S. and it recently was uh, added to Canada and um, it was chosen for the book a month whenever this book came out this year. And a lot of people picked it because they were like, you know, historical fiction, magical realism, female empowerment. That's the info they give you, you know, when you're looking at yeah. the synopsis. And the cover is a beautiful cover. You grab it and then you're like, and then you find out all these trigger warnings or you find it as you're reading. You're just like, this is not actually something I want to read. You know, it's, it's the yeah. kind of thing you really got to be upfront about it. I feel like a hundred percent. And like, even though, so like fair enough with like, tell me I'm worth this. It's like kind of the book that maybe you expect expected in, but even it's though you have a book, that's least. not yeah. like, yeah, you have a book that's not, maybe not like, like you should even more so be transparent with the triggers exactly. because people aren't going to expect it. Yeah, and obviously the the demographic for this book is going to be women, yeah. and women who have probably gone through a lot of the things that are in this book. So exactly. you a hundred percent need to be like honest, yeah, because it's really triggering for some yeah. people to read that shit. Yeah, uh, I mean, so putting aside all of that, um, mm-hmm. I I will say like I thought there was a lot of great ideas. There's some good writing. I do think there is definitely, it, it's not even that long, but it does feel a bit boring It at feels time. so long sometimes. Yeah, it's just, like, I don't know, it's just, it feels, like, considering there's three different storylines and they yeah. all have the potential to be interesting, it somehow still ends up being a bit boring, um, yeah. which I feel like is a little crazy. Like, I've always, the, like, witch trials... I've always found, you know what's funny about, so the whole idea of witch trials has always disturbed me. Obviously it's a disturbing thought because it's very much, you know, just a lot of men just accusing women for the dumbest shit and a lot of women dying yeah. for it or being prison yeah. or whatever. Um, and what I realized when I was 
reading this and you have this whole storyline where it's her on trial and it realized that my first um like taste of the witch trials I don't know how to also put that um was from an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch <laughs> and I don't know if you ever watched Sabrina the Teenage Witch I don't know if it was a little TV bit day, but there yeah, is well, an episode where they go to like one of those like school trips to those like olden days villages where you see people yeah. or whatever and <laughs> there's a whole storyline about how they get given cards and they're given characters to be in this town or whatever and i think sabrina ends up getting the card of like a witch or something if i remember <laughs> correct i could be completely off this is all basing my memory off of uh, decades ago <laughs> but she, she ends up being put on trial and of course her enemy in school she's the one who's like accusing her and she's on trial and i remember as a kid watching it being like scared for sabrina for being on trial for the- yeah. <laughs> and it's always like and i remember this that episode like not scaring me but like I was genuinely worried and like I think ever since I've always had this worry about witch trials that's and, like, really that. interesting <laughs> and and it's so funny when I was reading this I just had like the most vivid imagery of Sabrina the Teenage Witch trial <laughs> and I was like and, and ever since I'm like I kind of want to rewatch Sabrina the Teenage Witch now <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so funny how like the weirdest stuff sticks with you and it's, has kind of like traumatized you your whole it life it weirdly did like for some weird reason um but I also also vividly remember in sync uh, guest starring on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which was like, oh I don't remember that at all. Oh, they sang "Tearing Up My Heart" in her bedroom. Love it that. was great because she like accidentally summoned them or something. It was fantastic. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's nothing to do with any kind of criticism of the book or even uh, it just something that happened while I was writing it, guys. I just need you guys yeah. to know. Yeah, when I think of witch trials, I inevitably, the first kind of seed of it in my brain is from Sabrina, the teenage witch. Yeah, but I feel like, sorry, now that you're saying that, like, it doesn't even go that much into it in the book. Yeah, exactly. It's like a few chapters of her trial, she's founded not guilty, and then the rest of it is, just becomes like, yeah, a bit boring. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because it's the trial, and then she's like, okay, guys, let me explain how we got here, and then she's just telling the story, and it's so long and told, because at first I thought the 1600 storyline was going to be the most interesting, Um, because she started the trial, the trial is interesting, and I'm curious where it's going, and then it's just like, okay, um, she's not guilty, and luckily one of the jurors felt really bad for her and gave her money so she could get back home like very lucky <laughs> very convenient it's just like how it's convenient she knew a random guy who was nice to her that who could inseminate her uh it's all give very her convenient seed. For her. <laughs> yeah give her her seed <laughs> and um anyway so after that once she's found not guilty it's just kind of like her storyline then becomes a bit boring uh, yeah, I feel like with Violet, it started off a little bit boring, but it gets interesting when she's trying to figure out what happened to her mother. But then the stuff happens with her cousin, and that becomes a bit miserable. With Kate, yeah. Kate, I think started off okay yeah. because she was like 
trying to escape her husband, whatever. But then the rest yes. of her story is just f- figuring out the other stories. Exactly. And it's like, okay, <laughs> so what else are you doing? And it's like nothing. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, I'm working at a bookstore, I'm buying baby stuff. Oh, I found yeah. something that used to belong to my ancestor. And then it's like, all right, back to 1942, where we explained what yeah. we found. <laughs> So nothing's really happening in case story. Yeah, until, it's like again, phone calls with her mum and then yeah. it's right at the end that he finds, like her abusive husband finds her again and then it's like, okay, something's happening. But then again, it goes back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, and it kept interrupting. Yeah, so there's the big, like, um, like the big climax when like her abusive ex-husband comes to find her, but it gets like interrupted by the other timeline. Yeah. And it's like ruins the stamina and it's like not that interesting. yeah because i was actually finding it like i actually got a bit like oh and like it was a bit tense when he was like trying to get into the house a little yeah. bit and i was like oh no like where's this going shit and then it just ends and it goes to something else it's like well okay <laughs> yeah because like even though it does go back to it I'm, i've lost interest yeah. because you've interrupted exactly. the flow fully yeah there was like too much in- anticipation yeah <laughs> that, that you just get bored exactly it- so, like, the ideas were there, and she can write, yeah. but I feel like maybe, I don't know, the editors maybe did her a disservice, or it needs to work on the, like, pacing, or the yeah. structure, I guess, of the book. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's a debut book, right? Yes, so, exactly. Like, That's the what I'm writing saying, is like... really good. Like, I really enjoyed her writing style. Mm. I think it's really good. Yes. And I the agree. ideas, like you said, they're, they're definitely there. Yeah. But the overall, like, uh, what do you call it? Tied, tied upness. Tied yeah. Up, you know what I mean? Yeah, the way the, the, way <laughs> the stories weaved in together, it yeah. needed work. Yeah. Um, and because, <clears throat> like, again, like, I think the idea of, like, going from a witch trial to a teenager who's just trying to be independent in a time that's not quite that's not letting women to be quite that in- independent to like modern day and its own, um, you know, issues. Um, yeah. And it was interesting, but I mean, you just made those girls, those women way too fucking miserable <laughs> for the most part, especially yeah. Violet. And which was and also depressing because you then, you know that, even though she gets away from her shitty dad and from her cousin, um, and you know she does end up going to university a bit later on in life, which is great for her and everything, but you also know that she never has a relationship with her descendant of Kate, so which is kind of depressing, and you know that her brother, who she was close with, had died for the last 20 years or something. Yeah. And she also like inadvertently kills her nephew as well. <clears throat> what? Right? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? Because she has that vision, right? Of. Oh, um... yes, that's right. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Sorry. My brain was not connecting those dots <laughs> at all. I just, my brain just couldn't figure out who her nephew was like it just yeah. was not processing at all yeah her nephew aka kate's dad i'm sure most exactly of you who haven't read the book are very confused by what we're saying right now but. yeah my bad it's very like side story but like yeah, she that, sees like, a vision it at the end 
Yeah, literally chucked in. And like the whole thing about sight, they start talking about sight, which I feel like hasn't didn't really come up, did it? Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. I don't remember them having sight. And then suddenly no, she's suddenly like, oh, there's a thing about us having sight that we can see visions and stuff. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that hasn't <laughs> like, happened no. before. But by the way, did I not mention this already? Yeah, yeah, totally. We <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, we can see the future just to let you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So she, yeah, she has a pretty shit life, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, so, so um, it's kind of just a tad. They all do. Yeah. And it doesn't get better, honestly. Like, And then I'm sure, like, Kate's daughter is going to go through the same cycle because it <laughs> yeah, doesn't seem to end. So yeah. there's no hope. <laughs> like cool they can like sort of get the revenge kind of um yeah but <laughs> and also like violet's revenge is that the cousin was stuck in a house with a bunch of like what fruit flies or something like okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know um uh, yeah it was it was interesting um it yeah it had its issues <laughs> yeah a few also, <laughs> my issue with also Alpha's storyline is that Grace kind of sucked. <laughs> was kind oh, of Grace was the worst. Why, Why so did she like her so yeah, much? <laughs> like, literally, um, <laughs> literally when like uh, Alpha had helped Grace, she had helped her with like, so Grace had come to her because she was pregnant. She didn't want to be pregnant. She asked her to do that which is was a great risk to alpha because she could have been uh literally hanged for doing that um yeah. but she does it for her and like afterwards um i think alpha's like i can get rid of your husband or something like that or another baby i can't remember which one it was something like that but grace literally says <clears throat> oh yeah Oh yeah, no. So she's 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 suggesting doing something for her. I can't remember if that would put Alpha in danger. And Grace is like, I can't have another person's life on my conscience, even you. <laughs> like so mean to her after she helped so rude. you. <laughs> she was like so rude. Uh... So it's like you're gonna have this sort of like sort of sapphic, but it's very like you're not outright saying anything sapphic, but you know, yeah, it is. At least on Alpha's part, but you're making it so unpleasant because Grace sucks. <laughs> so yeah. that doesn't even help that storyline. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's my thoughts on the book. I think I don't have yeah. anything else <clears throat> to say about it. Um. Shall we go into our ratings? Yes. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be brutal. It's gonna be a two. Yeah. I don't think it was that good. I didn't. Yeah. I agree. I might say two point five. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Let's go two point five. It wasn't great. Um, and the more I talked about it, the less I liked it. <laughs> yeah. When you start to like realize other things. <laughs> I came into this discussion thinking it was going to be like a three, and that the more we talked, <laughs> the lower it went. <laughs> yeah, it happens sometimes. It does. Um, it does. But we're going to go ahead and throw in a casting for, for funsies. Maybe the movie can make it better. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and just uh, cast the, our three main girls. We have Kate from 2019, 
Violet from 1942 and Alpha from 1619. Yes. <clears throat> Let's go ahead. Who did you cast for Kate? So I I picked up one thing from the book and I just ran with it. So oh, um and that was the fact that they all look similar. <laughs> <laughs> um so for Kate, I've gone for Margot Robbie, and you will see why ah, soon. I see how where it's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna go for all the um, Margot alternatives. <laughs> Not um, one is l- less so, but okay. I mean, obviously, one of them is the girl from Sex Education. We already know. Let it be a surprise. <laughs> um actually funny enough i was thinking if this was a movie i would pick like one actress who would play all three roles yeah exactly i mean you would have to because apparently they all look the same and yeah there's so many times which also is kind of funny when people talk to kate in the village they're like oh my god you look so much like violet and in my head i'm like yeah but like violet was what in her 80s This woman's like 30. <laughs> so true. It's kind of weird to say that, but okay. Um, so true. Um, <laughs> um, so for Kate, I uh, honestly, I was going for anyone who's British. And that was my, uh-huh. uh, that was, that yeah. was my criteria. I, I didn't yeah. go that much further. Um, <clears throat> actually for the other two, I just went for who can I envision in a period piece? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the thing as well so i was like figuring out where to put them because margot robbie does not look like she would be in a period piece well she like, was in the sorry. queen of scots movie but she had like a lot of prosthetic i feel like just normal margot robbie <laughs> i don't know i feel like <laughs> but you're right i didn't think about that yeah yeah listen i googled a lot of people who've been in period <laughs> movies uh, but like none of my people look alike and they all have different hair color, even though I'm pretty sure they're all supposed to have dark hair. Whatever. Who cares? That's fine. We can dye the hair. Exactly. That's my thought. Um, anyway, so Kate is Lily James. Nice. Because she's British. <laughs> yeah. Um, for Violet, yeah. who did you get? Um, so Violet is the maybe slightly rogue one, but it's still a rogue, uh, whatever, Emma Mackey lookalike. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that I found. Um... And I was going to put Emma Mackey as Violet, but then yeah. I found this person who's a bit younger and Violet's supposed to look like the she's youngest. like 13. Yeah. Um, so I picked Christine Froseth, who's been in like some Netflix shows. I didn't really know her beforehand, but... Interesting. What's her name? Christine? Christine with a K. Froseth. Froseth. Broseth? Fro- with an F. F-R-O-S-E-T. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, because she was in something. Um, the <laughs> the all the boys I've loved before. Was she really? Wasn't she the bad girl in that? She was oh, she kind of girl. looks like her, but I don't think it's her. Oh. Oh no, maybe you're right. Or oh, she wasn't. Oh no, I'm no, thinking, she wasn't. No, she was in the Sierra Burgess is a loser, which I get the two confused because of Noah. What's his face? Oh, no, it's Antonio. Yeah. And she was in Looking for Alaska TV show, which I haven't watched, but I remember John Green talking about it. So. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a good pick. And, uh, right, my turn. Um, for Violet, I casted Saoirse Ronan. Just yep. because I feel like she would fit in a 1942 
film. <laughs> Set she definitely film. does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she she does period pieces all the time, so she's yeah. natural. <laughs> um for Alpha, you picked Amamaki. <laughs> No, wait, I was gonna, it was gonna be a big surprise. Oh, wait, oh, sorry, who did you you pick? Uh, I'm so sorry, I don't know how I... Drumroll! Emma Mackie! What? (laughs) No, that's crazy. You know what, actually, you know why I think that works? Is because she looks a lot like Margot Robbie. Well, you know what, I didn't even think about that. So... (laughs) Nailed it! (laughs) Nailed it. Um, for Alpha, I picked Sophie Turner. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Um, that that is well. it. That uh, our, The chapter on Wayward by Amelia Clark is over. On to other books. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. Um, so... Um, that's me, right? Um, so (laughs) next time we're still in historical fiction and we're going to be reading Fraternity by Andy Mientis. Oh, Andy Mientis. Uh, That sounds familiar. It does. Of musical theater fame. Um, and smash fame, more importantly. <laughs> more importantly. <laughs> more importantly, smash fame. Justice for his character, who was, uh, spoilers, killed off. Um, Aww, spoilers for me, because we never ended up finishing Smash. Yeah, we never finished it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we will one day. Maybe. We'll, maybe. <laughs> I maybe. refuse to watch it without you, Val, so don't you worry. Yeah, good. Good. Thank you. I'm I'm sure you remember everything that happened in the first season. I remember Deborah Messing was there. I remember yeah, she was. um Catherine McPhee being annoying. Mm-hmm. And I remember a blonde girl that I was rooting for. Yeah, because she is way better playing Marilyn Monroe than Catherine. It just makes uh, way McPhee. more sense. I don't care if she's But a everyone bitch. is it obsessed with Catherine McPhee. <laughs> She, she, anyway. she nails the Marilyn Monroe vibe. She is Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, exactly. Just because just cause she wasn't on American Idol, she doesn't get to be Marilyn Monroe. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's it. We'll see you guys in two weeks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.